Welcome to the show where we explore the wildest and most unexpected corners of our world. Joining Paul is his always awesome co-host, Jenna Eberly. Together, we'll be diving into the most controversial theories and uncovering the secrets of money and wealth that are just too wild to believe. Hang on to your shorts. The information you're about to hear is not for the faint of heart. Sit back, relax, and get ready for a journey through the uncharted territories of the human experience in money, wealth, and success. This is PMR Unhinged. We're back. Just like that. And it has been a hot minute and a lot has happened. And we're now in 2024. I think the last episode we recorded was over a year ago. It was over a year ago. Maybe almost two. I don't even know how a year went by, but we've just been busy, I guess. And a lot has happened. Not only with ourselves, but in the world. Yes. But as far as what... We've really striped our podcast on of helping people build wealth or just knowledge or wealthy habits. Let's get straight back into it of how the hell to survive in 2024. What do we do? Is it possible to even start building wealth in 2024? Yeah, it's always going to be possible because there's always money out there. I think the first thing is, is that you have to know your why. And the whys kind of change sometimes throughout your life. And what I have found is, is that really forget the push, find the pull. And what I mean by that is, is you have to find your purpose. You know, my purpose at the age of 24 is very different than my purpose now in my 50s. My purpose was different in my 40s as it was in my 30s. You know, when you guys were young and we were raising you guys, my purpose was very different. And what's your purpose now? Well, I don't really want to go into the, into the necessarily the details of my purpose because my purpose doesn't matter to be true. But does it matter of what, I mean, different things can strive you more. Would you say family strives you more or just like? I think the thing that drives me more is that, you know, we live in a very volatile world today. And, you know, even a couple of years ago when we first started this, the world wasn't as volatile. Very different. It's now been turned upside on it, down on its head. And so, you know, my purpose has even kind of changed a little bit through there. Right. Well, first, a a recap real quick, if anyone that's new is listening, we started this podcast a couple of years ago. It's my dad who is an experienced, a seasoned investor. And then, I mean, he's reached a lot of wealth and a lot of, he, he has what a lot of people want as far as financial freedom. And I am in my twenties and I'm doing the building of wanting to get to those spots. So you have someone that's super seasoned and going to be able to give you a lot of information. And then someone like me who has all the questions or will be able to take it from a different, you have two different perspectives on building wealth. So, And the thing is, is that I really wanted it to be that I'm just sharing my knowledge. I'm just sharing what I know. I've said it before in many other, you know, episodes. I don't know everything. I'm only sharing what I know. I'm sharing my own personal philosophies 
I'm sharing my own life lessons that I feel have been important and have helped me achieve a lot, but also sharing some of the failures too and letting you know, hey, you know, these are the things that, wow, that didn't work. And so, you know, I even kind of discuss a little bit or, or have, you know, some ideas and what we can talk about in that today. And so, you know, you kind of asked me about my purpose. And I think the thing is, is that it, it doesn't matter what my purpose is because I really want to going forward, want to really take the perspective of our listeners. You know, I know up to the point, I think we maxed out at about 500, around 500 active listeners that were actually 540. Listening. So that shocks me, to be honest, because when you asked me to do this in the beginning, I really thought that we'd be lucky if we had a dozen, 12, maybe 13, <laughs> yeah. we're lucky, maybe about 14. And to, to know that we actually got up to over 500 listeners is shocking to me, but it also tells me that there is a, a, a desire that people have to try and understand more and maybe learn from other people. So if I can somehow just share some knowledge that helps other people, then I feel that that's me giving back a little bit. But, you know, again, we always have to disclaimer. We're not giving any financial advice here. We're not telling you what to do. This is only our opinions and we are not telling you what to do. We're just sharing uh, life stories, but please do not take this as financial advice and do your own homework and come up with your own knowledge that if this can actually help you or direct you in a certain direction, then that's great. But, you know, you can't just take anything that you see on the internet or hear on a podcast or watch on a YouTube video and then think that that's going to be the only way for you. You have to listen to things, learn things, read things, and then take it from there and actually go and do your own homework and see how all of those things may apply to your own life. So what is wealth in 2024? Well, again, I think that, you know, it's kind of like I said, you know, starting out, you know, forget the push, find the pull. And you have to really look at and think, okay, it's when something is pushing you, you don't get to where you're trying to go as fast because there's kind of a resistance there, right? But when you find something that pulls you, that's different. Now it's easy. So look at it that way, right? Picture, you know, whatever your purpose is and it's sitting there pushing you to go do it. No one likes to be pushed to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you need to look and start asking yourself some questions as to what are the things that pull me? What are the things that really, really just, you know, get my vibe going? Because I know that that's a key word today, you know. <laughs> vibe. You know, so what is it that gets your vibe going? What is it that you're that you are reading or that starts making your pulse beat, you know, faster. Those are the things that you need to start doing. You need to do some in-depth research on yourself and you need to start thinking, what is it that I like to do? What are the things that I like to read about? What are the things that I like thinking about? Today, it's really easy. What are the things that you like watching on Instagram reels or YouTube reels or TikTok or whatever. I mean, they know, they know more than you. They know more than us what actually makes you vibe, right? <laughs> Today, because 
they just keep feeding you the same one so that you keep your eyeballs on their platform. So you, you never want TikTok or Instagram to know more about yourself than you know about yourself. You're saying find something that you like to do that you can make money in. Sure. And, and again, you know, we'll go into that next, which is actually the, the second bullet point that I have here, which is define the word wealth. Most people never even take a minute to define the word. They just want to be wealthy. Well, what the hell is that? What's wealthy? Would you say it's a word or a number or what you decide? It's what you decide. Wealth is what you decide. And that's why I said define the word wealth for you. Define the word wealth for you and your family. And it's also important if you're married or getting married or whatever, you know, sit down together and say, how do we define the word wealth? What does wealth look like to us? What does wealthy mean? Because, you know, I've actually met some people that don't have any mo- any money, let's say. They don't have monetary wealth, but they have so much wealth in so many other areas. Right. They have family wealth. They have, you know, they say health is wealth. I believe that. You know, as I get older and feel aches and pains. Yeah. You know, you're when you're young, you're wealthy in health. And you should cherish that. And you should also protect that because most young people don't protect that. And so they do the things that then later on make them poor in health. So you can make a chart of each subject or sure. each category in your life and define wealth. Finances, make it a number. Uh, health, make it how you want to feel. Family, how much time you want to spend with them. And be intentional and family. I w- we're always very intentional when it comes to, well, Actually, all circles. We're very intentional in all circles. Right. But also spiritual. I don't really like the word spiritual. I like... Relationship. Relationship with God. You you have to have a relationship with God, in my opinion. Or none of the... You won't, you won't receive wealth in anything else. And he's the one that really gives us our wealth. He's the one that actually does all these things. Because without him, nothing is possible. And so really, for me... I I think that's really number one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not just dollars and cents when it's wealth, but you know what? And I think most of our listeners, you know, I think they really tune in because they want to hear about the dollars. They want the dollars. They want the the financial wealth. So I I think we'll, we'll kind of stick to that. Yeah. But wealth comes in many different forms. And I think that you have to really decide and you have to really define the word wealth together, not just you know, by yourself. But if you're married, get your husband or wife together and talk about it. You know, what is wealth? Your mom and I used to do that many, many years ago. We would go to Las Vegas every year, always in January. And we'd go to Vegas. We would sit down and we would, because we liked being in Vegas because it was, you know, the fancy hotels. and the, yeah. Back then it was bougie. Back then. I can't stand Vegas now. Same. Matter of fact, if I never see the place again, it would be too soon. But that's for a different day. Really, uh, again, define it. But it's not just about dollars and cents. We discussed that. You have to understand that when we are speaking about financial wealth, that money is a tool. You can have all the money in the world and be poor. You can, I mean, and, and actually, to be honest, I have felt that, right? Where we've met certain goals, we're making more money. I'm saving, you know, I'm spending literally 10, 15% on our entire lifestyle. 
and everything else is just getting put away. Kind of live a little. And then feeling like, what is there? And so you have to understand that money is a tool. It's not necessarily what's going to make you wealthy or bring wealth. Yes, I believe it's a part of it. It's a strong part of it because, again, if you're using money, money is a tool, right? You can go and do some crazy experiences. You can, you know, do some things with money as a tool to get you what you want that you can't do if you don't have it. Like, you know, we just got back a few weeks ago from Belize. We took you and, you know, everyone to Belize, private island and everything. You know, being on that island, you know, I got more enjoyment out of that. I felt wealthy, be, not because I was on an island that we, private island that we went to, but because I was surrounded by the family that I love. But I think that goes into an important part of knowing what like, um, like debt to ratio, like how much are you making a month? And then how much do your bills cost? How much does it cost to stay alive? And then what do you have after that? Like in order to be able to do stuff, because well, you can't, if you're living off of everything you make, which is the vast majority of Americans, well, it's probably be, of the world. Well, sure. It's going to be hard to, to figure, to have, or feel like you're wealthy when you're not even making it. And, and I think that that's, you know, a good topic because inflation is running away and I have had a lot of young people you know, that have asked me, you know, they're in their twenties, some are even in their mid thirties and they're talking about the inflation and look, a lot of the things that I've learned, a lot of the things that, that I do talk about, it's not all inclusive, but uh, a lot of things I do talk about is really from uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I remember reading his books back in the late nineties, early two thousands. And he started talking about things that are happening now today, back then. And it doesn't seem possible. It's like, oh, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. But now today we're actually seeing it. And one of the things that he's talked about many times over is that they're going to obliterate the dollar. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing that today. You know, and, and what do I mean by obliterate the dollar? I mean, decrease its value so much that it almost becomes worthless. And he talked about that the middle class will become the poor and the poor will become the destitute. And so some of the things like when you hear, hear me talking, I'm saying, look, the only thing you need to focus on is income, 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 focus on increasing income. You know, if you haven't listened to the previous you know, podcasts that we've had, yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend go back, listen to them. Well, we're going to recover a lot of it. Okay. And that's fine. You know, we can, we can cover some of it and I'll, I'll go into some of it, you know, now, but you know, in a high inflationary environment, we have, you have one choice at this point. If really you are in the middle class, all, all of us, actually, I don't care where you're at. You have to find ways to increase income. So if you were making, you know, 50,000 last month or 20,000 or $2,000 last month, you have to look at it in the way of how am I going to make 2500 this next month? Okay, well, let's get into that. Let's get into the details of that. If you have a W-2 job, you, you don't have commissions, you're salary-based or hourly-based, which is where most people start, then 
how what are ideas for these people to increase their income well i mean garage sale sure (laughs) sell stuff in your house okay here's an example when i was first when your mom and i first got married we would go out to garage sales i would find things that looked of value and then i would bring them back and i would sell them on ebay and i would sell them for more Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually garage sales can be a thing, but you know, here's the thing. If you're only looking at, you know, I'm a W2 worker, I go do my job, I come home, I go to bed and then I just do it again the next day, but you're never even thinking about how you can increase your income. You're screwed. You're toast. You you will eventually become the destitute. I think it has a lot to do too with who, who are you as a person? What's your mindset? If you... For instance, I have this friend that I was like, hey, go to UPW by Tony Robbins. I don't have the money for it. I don't have the money for it. Okay, how can you have the money for it? Why are you not even thinking about ways like how can I get that? Okay, this is how much it costs. If I do this, if I picked up this extra shift, like are you even someone that it's thinking about ways to how can I instead of I don't have that period end of discussion? Exactly. You know, you bring up a a topic or a point that I have told, I mean, I should have been a salesperson for Tony Robbins because the number of people that have actually, that I have recommended to go there. I mean, I'm talking in the hundreds of thousands, it quite possibly could be in the millions now. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating, but let me tell you something about that. I see a a very distinct difference in the people that I've recommended to go to UPW, just unleash the power within. And the people that decided and took action and actually went, I see a very distinct difference in those people than in people that I've recommended to go who have never actually gone. There, there's a distinct difference. I mean, you right. can really, really see it. The thinking is different. The standards are different. You know, there's just a difference. I, I you know, can't say everything, but it, it's hard to articulate but I definitely see the difference. And really, I guess where I see the differences is in the thinking. It's the mindset. People actually go, they come back with a different kind of mindset. And I don't, I, it's priceless. The mindset that you get, the tools, the information that you get, it is absolutely priceless. And for sure. It's just, are you the person that's actually going to go or not? That's what Megan, my sister, and obviously, and I were talking about, we're so sick of ask holes, A-S-K assholes who constantly want advice ask you for this and that like well how can i do that how can i make my life better and then you lay out all of the points of hey do this 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 and this and then uh, two months go by well hey have you done it no well stop asking then yep stop yeah over it i know exactly what you're talking about and there now i'm at a point today where i actually have had some people call me and they'll say, well, you know, what about this? Or how do I, and I'll be like, let me ask you one question. I recommended that 10 years ago, 10 years ago, that you go to a UPW because I can see that you still have these limiting beliefs that you're still repeating still today, 10 years later. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone? Did you ever go to a UPW? Well, I, well, exactly. Well, no, I'll tell them right then. I'm sorry. There's nothing else I can do for you. So there's many excuses. Else that I can say to you because you won't even go do the one thing. Yes. Does it cost money? Yes. But how, look, you're all. People are always asking, "What's the next thing that I can invest in? What's a good investment? What can I invest in?" 
And I, I fully believe the best thing you can invest in is, is yourself, your mind. If you're going to take money or, or, and go put it in something, go invest it in your education, go invest it in your mindset, go invest it in your self-development because that's where I started and it helped immensely. Even if that means grabbing a book, read the book, tune into PMR Unhinged. Sure. Look at YouTube, like do something more than just always asking the same questions because honestly, it's a waste of people's time. It's exhausting. It's an, Yeah, and it's exhausting. And quite honestly, you should be exhausted if you're an asshole because do something, take action. If you're listening to this podcast, you better be a take action type of person. Yeah, and you better be having a pen and paper or a pencil and paper and writing down and taking some notes because, man, I'll tell you right now, yeah, over the last few months, we've had so many people, I mean, I can't even count. I keep sending you the text me- or copies of the text messages, the emails, you know, or the phone calls. Uh, I call you and tell you, ah, look, we had another person. Hey, when's our next episode coming out? When's the next episode? Like so many people that, you know, people that I didn't even have any idea that were listening. And then mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh, you, oh, you were listening. <laughs> we called you out a couple of times. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, crap. I didn't know you were actually listening, uh, but yeah, we're actually, we're going to get ready to do another uh, episode soon. Tune in. <laughs> I know, yeah. but now we're back. Now we're, we're going to help. We're going to give our opinions, but just actually do something with it then. You what, know? What's the best thing that you can do in any kind of situation or circumstance? What's the best thing? What's the number one thing? Action. Right. Action. Take action. Take action. That's exactly what you're sitting there saying. Mm -hmm. Do something. Take some kind of action to get yourself out of the situation or circumstance that you don't like that you're in. And you know what? That can be as easy as if you're wanting to save more money. Okay. Don't go out to lunch that day. Don't go through that drive-thru, which if my husband's listening, he's going to laugh at me because I go through the (laughs) drive-thru. I get the cup of coffee. But... I'm also not needing to save as much that type of money. But, but if you focus? need to, like, just stop going. What's the focus, though? Oh, self-improvement, honestly. Okay, but in, in that sit in that sit, or scenario that you're talking about, the the focus is income. Right. Look, go look. See, yes, at least that's taking some kind of action. Don't buy the stupid latte for ten bucks or whatever it is. Okay. I mean, it used to be like four bucks, and now it's ten. It's literally ten, so you can start little. Yeah. So sure, that's taking some kind of action. But if you're actually listening to what I'm saying and what I've been saying for a long time, I strongly believe that taking action is is not necessarily not buying the latte. Damn it, go buy. I mean, man, are we not supposed to live? You know, if you want the latte, <laughs> True. man, buy the latte. So, what if you literally can't, Dad? Like, some people cannot buy the latte, and they're buying the latte. Okay, then they shouldn't be buying the latte. But put the latte away, you know, go, go, go to 7-Eleven and buy a cheaper coffee or, you know what, maybe break the habit. Maybe it's not good for you anyway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is really focus on more income. Track how much money you're actually making every month. Actually put it in a spreadsheet. I mean, you have this on your phone. There's spreadsheets on your phone tracking. I mean, personal, you know, financial there's apps, apps that you can put in, put in your actual paycheck of what you actually get, you know, and, and hopefully one day you get to the point where then you don't even know you just have so much coming in right. that you, it's hard to even balance, you know, hard to even account for it, but at least do something 
to start tracking where you're at. Because if you don't even know where you're at, it's very difficult to know where you're going. Right. Which you made a good point too before earlier in the show that you're if you're married, then both people should know what's going on, what's coming in, what's going out. Like it's it's a team effort to yes. know what's happening. And also, I mean, that can be a whole another podcast, but but do you guys live off of like one account or do you, you know, only live off of the husband or, I mean, do you guys split accounts, which I think is stupid, but I look at all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, both, it, it is a team, it's a team game and, you know, it's like trying to, it's like trying to, let's picture this. Let's, you, let's say you play soccer and when you have one teammate that doesn't, you know, want to know or just wants to go do whatever they want. It's like, and this is more when you're starting out, when you're down the road. And like I said, maybe you're at a point where you can, you have so much coming in or, you know, plenty of money that, you know, you're not so worried about it. It's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to carry the person, but picture you're playing soccer and you're just starting out. You're really trying to get some places, but the other spouse or the other person doesn't want to know anything, just wants to make sure that, you know, they can go do whatever they want. They don't want to, pay any attention to it. It's like playing soccer with that person on your back and you're trying to run down the field, kick the ball and everything else. Now picture that you're both on the same team and that person is running ahead of you and you're kicking the ball to them. They're, you know, volleying it or whatever they call it, you know, down the, down the road or down the the field. Mm -hmm. And then you're running, you know, faster and now they can kick it over to you. It, It really is a team sport and it also helps you set goals together that you can say, Hey, you know what this month, let's make it our goal that we're going to put a thousand dollars in our account or 10,000 or a hundred that whatever it is, it's all relative Mm -hmm. in our account as savings. And then you can say, okay, how can we do that? How can we add income? Hey, what did you do? Hey, what can we sell? What can we do to, to meet that goal? It's so much fun. Like it's fun when you can, when you actually set goals together. Right. Which I mean, also a side note, if you're the type of marriage that does the um, whole, hey, you got dinner tonight and you're living off of like your separate accounts. I don't, do you think that's even, are you going to be able to even obtain wealth if you're the type of marriage that like splits the mortgage? No. Right. You're, 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 no. Why are you even married? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's stupid. Join your freaking accounts. That's stupid. And I build mean, wealth together. So, you should want to do it together. So it's like, oh, my money's my money and your money's my money. But my money's my money and your money's your money. It's, so I, stupid. it's stupid. It's totally ridiculous and it's greedy. And it's, you really have to look at that and say, you know, if that was my spouse, I'd look at her and be like, what are you planning? Yeah. You trying to leave? Are you planning your escape? Because why do you not want me to know? And why are you trying to keep everything that, I mean, look, if I wanted a roommate, I'd just go get a roommate. Right. So that's another point you could start with. If you're someone that's listening to this, that's married and you guys are living off of two different accounts and you're splitting dinner, um, maybe start there and start envisioning wealth together. That makes me sick. I mean, really, I I was sitting across from my wife and I was like, hey, um, you're going to have to Venmo me. (laughs) I'm requesting that Venmo. You, 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 you ordered the crab cakes. I didn't. So you know what? You're going to have to pay for the crab cakes. I couldn't. I mean, I would literally feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. I mean. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. It's, I don't know how, I mean, your mom, she don't, 
She don't do that. I, she just no. I I like hello, marriage. You're one. But anyways, what are some other points that you could give us for? obtaining wealth and something in a life that's so crazy right now with inflation let's go brandon and the world being crazy everything being so expensive like hey slip that in (laughs) what can we what are some other points that we could do besides envisioning well fjb and i think some of the other (laughs) things are you know like i said money is a tool use it as a tool use it as a tool to continue to build your wealth in whatever category and ever in whatever lane that you see if it's you know family like i said i mean we just did something with by going to belize i used money as a tool to create a crazy experience for us all to go to a private island not not once but twice we did it last year and did it again this year Uh, again relationships i believe are the most and biggest form of wealth with your family uh first and foremost with god having a relation of full relationship with jesus christ and accepting him because it is so true what does it serve a man to build mansions and build wealth here and lose his soul build your fortune and build your wealth in the afterlife because that's where you're going to be spending the majority of your time all of this will perish and everything that you own you won't be able to take with you i mean i saw this one video and it was of I guess these gang people and they were putting all these guns and I mean, it was crazy. They were putting so many guns and ammo in the ca- casket of their leader. Oh, gee. And it's like it's not going nothing. It, yeah, he's he's gone. But 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 yes, a hundred thousand percent start with God. But also, how can we get rich though while we're here? Because <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. Well, like I said, I mean, today in 2023, 2024, yeah, the things are changing. And so really I could sum it all up in one thing really for younger people. And I, and I think I keep saying it over and over again on this show, which is invest in yourself, focus on income. Oh, focus (laughs) on income. Yes. Also focus on, I know, but dad, like we need the we need, we got to spell it out for some of us. Okay. Look, but it's individual for everybody. Look, work another job if you have to work do something i mean put something together sell something and and really you know you're jumping ahead you know to actually my number four bullet point uh you're actually kind of jumping ahead so at least let me get number three out okay and then we'll hit number four which is kind of that but you know and this i guess this this goes along with what you're asking and what you're pressing me for is you know base hits win championships not home runs and most people your age are looking for the the home run. You're, you're kind of sitting there, oh, how do we get wealthy? Give me wealth today. I need the details. Give me, tell me everything I need to know so I can go be wealthy tomorrow. It's not going to happen. You know, you're not going to win the lotto. I've said that a thousand times. You're not going to win the lotto. Now, look, if the lotto is up to 900 million or a billion or 1.5 billion, sure, go play because it's fun. You know, but don't think that you're going to win. I just need little things like what's something I can go home and do. Okay. Like I can go and get a whiteboard and make a vision board and put a number that I want to see in my account by November 30th. Yeah, but you do that. That's something I can do. Right. I do that. But do the people listening do that? Probably not. You know, and and I would highly recommend that. You know, I used to tell you guys, look, get a, a dry erase marker, write out your goals on the bathroom mirror. But don't make them unreasonable. Sure, you can have some, you know, 
what you could do is put, you know, one month goals, one year goal, five year goals. Right. But don't make them unreasonable. You know, make them, you want to make them obtainable, but you don't want to make them so easy that you reach it. You know, you're, that you're reaching your five year goals next month. challenging that you can reach and then keep going up. Like your main goal can be, I'm going to be the CEO of this, or I'm going to have this amount in my bank one day, but get to the little goals of how you're going to get to that big goal. Sure. And, and play the long game. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, championships are won with, with base hits, not home runs. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants the home run, but you know what? It's very few that actually get wealthy or get rich or have anything on the home runs base hits win the championships and base hits actually will help you. If you think that way, you'll actually start learning. Okay. Habits, right? Your habits and your decisions shape your destiny. So the habits that you, that you do day in and day out are the things that are going to affect you next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. So start, if you want to start with something, start thinking, okay, how can I better my habits? How can I make better habits today? What can I do? Instead of spending 10 hours in the evening, you know, watching TikTok, I'm going to spend at least one hour of the 10 reading a book. Or creating a TikTok. These TikTok stars are freaking They're making rich money. They're making so much money. Look, there's someone that just bought a house, a two and a half million dollar house. They drive a, a Lamborghini. They have a Ferrari. I mean, I did the research on them. Like, oh, I was just curious who bought that estate, you know, a little ways down. And she's a YouTuber. I knew it. Or she's she a, a TikToker. She's a YouTuber and she's a singer. Wow. And not a very good one. Wow. She's not a very good one. But you know what? She put the camera up and she recorded and yeah, she didn't care what people saw. That's right. And she's she singing her heart out. And you know what? She's buying two and a half million dollar mansions and stuff. And the one making fun of her in the comments is um, in his mom's basement. Yep, exactly. So, you know what? I don't care what people think. I give her all the credit in the world. She's not that great of a singer, but hey, there's obviously a lot of people out there that like to listen to her. So, oh, yeah. You know, it it works for her and all all the credit to her. Yeah, but play the long game. You have to understand that building wealth is not a sprint, it is a marathon. And you have to look at it that way. You have to understand that you're not going to hit a home run. Sure. Do you sometimes catch, you know, a unicorn sometimes and that helps, but that's not going to be the way that you're actually going to to build wealth. A little learning every day can lead to a life of wealth. So put the Instagram down, put, I don't know, whatever, whatever the hell you do at night that waste your time. You used to say a really good thing. How about was it? It was like, instead of like, you're scrolling through TikTok, you're being a user, be the, be the creator. creator. Don't, don't be the, yeah. Don't be the one using it. Be the one, don't be the consumer, be the creator. Right. And a lot of people today. And I mean, I've seen them. I mean, I guess this is our way of kind of creating. I mean, we don't really do it for, you know, monetary reasons. I mean, we do it to share and who knows, maybe one day we'll be all over TikTok too. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, right now we're just trying to share and put information out there. And, you know, like I said, a little learning every day can lead to a a life of wealth. So think in terms of building legacies, not just bank accounts. 
And when you start thinking it that way, when you start thinking, how can I build a legacy that changes things? Because now you're looking into the future. You're not looking into, you know, you're looking into the long game. You're not looking at the short game. You know, what kind of legacy can you build for your children, for your family? What kind of legacy are you going to leave behind when you're no longer here? And I'm not talking about that a legacy has to take 50, you know, or a hundred years to build. Some people build legacies in three, four years, a year, and it can be done very quickly. And a year goes by so fast that it will be like overnight, but you're not going to do it next month. And that's what keeps up. I think a lot of people from actually doing anything because they want it tomorrow. So they never start. Oh, I always have tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes or want to be wealthy next month. And you're not, that's not going to happen. So they know, even though, even they know that it's BS, even they know that that's not how it works. So they never start. So it's kind of an excuse not to start. So think in terms of legacies, you know, what kind of legacy can, can you, can you build? I think this is where vision really comes into play. And I think this is where vision makes a big difference because when you close your eyes and you can really, really envision what you want your life to look like in a year from now, but it's not, you don't do it just one time. You can't just close your eyes one night and be like, okay, this is what I want. Now you have to do it. You have to do it every night and do it constantly. Yeah. I've kind of fallen off on that. I need to get back into envisioning what kind of car I want to drive. What house am I pulling up to? What does my kitchen look like? Do I have a waterfall countertop? Like, yeah, exactly. You, you have it a hundred percent. I mean, even the details and more importantly, not necessarily what does it look like, but how does it feel? Right. What does it feel like to walk into that kitchen with that waterfall granite cabinet? What does it feel like? What does it feel like to go up to that wolf or Viking stove and you're cooking and you're cooking some noodles? Honestly, I can see you're visioning it right now. Oh, I was thinking about <laughs> Nick and I when we were watching the dogs here or in the pool one time. Like, how do you think my mom and dad feel every day knowing that like they did this? Because they bought this. It's like this is theirs. How do you think that? Because you can take it from, you know, like I'm laying there and I'm like, wow, this is like nice. This is what I want. But man, what's it going to feel like when you've accomplished it? You're there and you're like, oh, wow, I actually bought this. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, because actually, you it's know, great. the home we live in today is nothing like the home you grew up in. The home you grew up in is actually was crazy. Well, I know, but you get what I'm saying. I do. I do get what Like, I know how expensive that pool was back there. And like, yes. you did it like that. Yes. And you didn't even think twice about it. And it's just like, how does that feel? You know, like, that's a cool feeling. Most people don't feel like that. Or going on a private jet. It's like, you do that. Like, yeah, we can sit on there with you, but that's not our accomplishment. And I want to know, like, how do you feel knowing that you brought your children on like this dream that you had and you accomplished it? Like, that's you in the visions that you used to what you tell us to do. Oh, envision it, envision it. You actually just were sitting in that vision. I mean, you took us a couple of years ago. So when you did accomplish that, what did that feel like? Like, well, I can tell you, I, okay. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. It's hard for me to sometimes talk about these things because I don't like to necessarily share it's personal those things, but I'll tell you about the first time that we ever went on a private jet. And that's when we all went to Vegas. You know that obviously. Mm -hmm. And yes, I had, we had had that. Your mom and I had that exact goal, vision, dream, years and years ago that we would do something like that. And it's, it's 
surreal in so many things, but it's also like, oh yeah, well, here it is. I've seen this so many times before. And so, yes, when you're actually living it physically and not from your vision, it's almost weird because you kind of know exactly how it was going to feel. And it does feel exactly like that, but better. Right. And so it's like, wow. But what I can tell you is, is that it's really, and I know this is sounds very cliche, but it's actually, it's true. It's more about the the journey than when you actually get there and you're actually able to do that and you're actually living it. That's awesome. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. It's like, wow. I mean, you saw my face. I had the biggest smile on my face. I couldn't even, but you know what? The first thing I did when I sat down in that seat in that airplane, walking onto that, and that was a big, that was a heavy jet mm-hmm. for the first time and sitting in that seat and the flight attendant was there and she's asking us what, what I would like to drink and everything else. I'm going to be honest with you. I closed my eyes. I looked up and, yeah. I, and I said, thank you, Lord. That's exactly how I'd feel. Because I know it came from him. And so I'm just very thankful. I, but I didn't look at it that it was all of something that I did. But yes, I had the experience or I had the ability to create that experience. Right. So again, money's a tool because I used that. I used money as a tool to create. But you also experience. used your mind. Your mind was a major tool on that. You would envision it all the time and then your mind figured out ways to make it happen and it did. Yeah, we had seen that many times. I mean, look up at my bookshelf right there. What do you see? Mm-hmm. A little jet figurine. So what's funny about that is, is I had that jet model, that model of that jet, that private jet. Mm-hmm. 10 years before I ever flew on a private jet, right? And you want to know what's funny? Now, I never looked at this and never did anything. Then when I was scheduling or chartering that jet, I chartered it and they said, okay, well, here's the jet. Here's four different jets. Which one would you like? Blah, blah, blah. Here's the cost of each. I picked the one particular jet that I really liked, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, this is the one. Well, it was a Falcon 2000, Mm -hmm. I believe is what it was. After we got home from that trip, I was sitting there and I was looking at that model. I said, wow, there's the model. I actually pictured it. So I picked up the the model and was looking at it in my hand. And the model is a Falcon 2000. Yeah, that's sweet. That is that jet that you're looking at, that model jet on my bookshelf right there. Falcon 2000. Is an actual, is the actual jet that we, well, model of jet that we ended up flying on for the first time. That's the power of vision. So yeah, sometimes, you know, even many, many years ago, I would sit there and I would buy little models like that because I want to look at them. They sit on my bookshelf. I want to sit there and see it, you know? And so how many times would I look at that, my bookshelf and I would see that and be like, oh, I could picture it. But really the journey really is very important because, you know, once you get there, now we've flown on, private jets many times and it's gotten so expensive. It's kind of ridiculous to the point now where I'm not too sure if I'm valuing it as much because I've done it so much. Oh yeah. That changes so much you have money. <laughs> so it's kind of like we've done it a lot and yeah, it's great. But I'm like, you know, I've also been on some flights in first class where they have the lay down seats and stuff. So nice. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> well, there's a lot of benefits to flying uh, private, many, many benefits. And yes, I think it's great. So, you know, I guess it gives me something to 
continue to work for in the future because I, you know, if, I guess if I really want to work towards some, I don't want to charter. I want to own. Oh yeah, it's all about what you value. I mean, that can go into it too. Vision, what you value, how you speak to yourself. One hundred percent. I've told you about the story of some guy I knew. He flew on uh, Richard Branson's jet, and he was sitting there with some other guys. They were all worth like five hundred million, and he was worth. Yeah, you tell me he was you know, worth a million or whatever at the time, and. He was saying that one of the guys he was talking to was worth like 600, 700 million. And he was sitting there talking to him and he was saying, hey, why don't you own a private jet? Like, I don't get it. Why don't you own a private jet? He says, you have the money that you could own your own private jet, but yet you don't. And he said, I don't value it. I just don't value that. So, you know, it's... One of those things where what you value. he doesn't value it. He's like, I'm happy. Just a matter of fact, he doesn't even fly first class all the time. He's well, like, it's like Kanye West took a Southwest flight or something. I guess it's not like that, but I get what you're saying. Kinda. I mean, he just said, like, I just don't value that. Even though he had the, he has the wealth and money that he could go buy his own jet. And he's like, I'm fine flying commercial. So know what you value. Know what you value. People value different things. That guy doesn't value doing that. So you know what? He puts his money in different things that he values. So definitely, definitely, again, it's where vision really makes a difference. Well, what you value and then like what helps me is putting, okay, what do I value? And then what do I value and how, what's the cost of it? I don't want to see the numbers. I want to break it down on a, like, I really want a new washer and dryer. How much does that cost? Okay what's the price point of house I need to go sell where I could just use that commission check, you know, mm-hmm. like that's how I really break it down is. Yeah. But so you see, you, you just did, it. I mean, okay. Think of the car you drive and mm-hmm. you drive a nice car for your age, but you, you started looking at those cars. Mm-hmm. You started, you actually went to the dealership, sat in it. You were doing all these things before you were even ready to buy it. And you could see yourself driving it. And then next thing you know, you are. So I think vision is, it's just so important. I can't, I can't stress it enough. You have to have vision. You have to be using your mind, you know? And it's like what they say, you know, when you're building a house, when do you, when do you start building the house? Right. It's the question. When do you start building the house? When do you start building the big skyscraper? When it's finished? People are like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what do you mean when it's finished? You, someone had to have had that, those, that idea, what that house looks like, what it has, Where's the rooms? What's the kitchen look like? And then they put it all in the blueprints and the blueprints are then put together. But it, and then they put the, you know, the board together that shows what, you know, kind of similarities, what it's, it's going to look like. So they already had it done. And then the physical form takes place. You have to do that yourself and what you want your life to look like. We're, like I said this many times, we're very, very intentional. We're very intentional about our family. We're very intentional about what, we do with our relationship together as a husband and a wife. We're very intentional about our finances. We're just very intentional. We're always thinking three steps down the road, right? Right. So a lot of the points actually have been pretty foundational. Like instead of, you know, there's different things you can adjust to 2023, but a lot of the stuff of building wealth has been consistent. Like it's the same thing you would have done 10 years ago to what you would do today. Absolutely. The first thing is have number one thing is, is that you have to know that you can win today. 
people are being brainwashed into believing that you can't win, that you're, it, the odds are against you, it's over. And that's not true. You have, no matter how tough things are, you have to know that you can win. You have to have that fighting mentality and that fighting spirit that you know you can win. Right. And so that's, I think, a big thing. You know, that's a big thing as well. So going back to kind of what you were talking about before, you know, what's, what can I do right now? What can I do? How can I increase income this month? Well, you know, my number four bullet point here that I had written down was create value. You have to create value. And I will tell you that creating value equals wealth. So how do you create value? So you could take another step back from there. But you had to have learned a lot, right? Because you can't just go out and be like, well, I'm going to create value today. Okay, and what? You had to learn something, right? Um, I believe you and I are creating value because number one, you were raised with this mindset. I've taught you this since the time you were two years old. So you and I are, we're creating value because we're sharing what we know. Mm -hmm. We're sharing what we've learned, right? That's creating value, but you can't just go out the door and be like, well, I'm going to create value today. And you haven't learned anything. You have to know something. You have to be, you know, very intricate about, you know, what you've learned and then be able to share it in a way or create something that you can then give to the world. Think about what you're valuable. And if you are, for instance, if you're a nanny and you're valuable at that, okay, how can you maybe add more kids? Sure. Add more kids or maybe you're the best so you can charge more. Yeah. There's creating some value there, right? Because you do different things. You're in high demand. And you know what? Hey, if you can't pay my fee, you know, the Jones down the street over here, they're they're begging me to come work for them. Right. If you if you're a mechanic and you fix cars, you know, that's your nine to five. Uh, okay, what are you doing five to ten? You know, can you go fix people's cars and make your own business? Exactly. Exactly. And and so that comes back to another thing that I've always taught you. I always told you, remember this. See, some of these things should be so ingrained in your head because I've sat there and repeated these things to you over and over and over again. And I've always told you, I don't care if you're the janitor. Be the best janitor there is. See, you just spit it right back out. <laughs> because it, I've, since you were two years old, see, I look, I don't care. It's not about you being wealthy. It's not about you being, it's about you being happy. And I don't care if you're the janitor, just be the best. Just be the best at what you do. Be the best janitor that's has, that has ever existed. Just be the best. Mm. If you want to be a wife or you want to be a husband, you know what? Be the best. Be the best that has ever existed. Make, be intentional about how you make your spouse feel. You want to make them feel great. So be intentional about it. You know, there's always a need. So find it and fill it. There's always a need and people are willing to pay. Now, look, think of it this way. What do private equity, what do private equity companies do? Tell me. Tell me how this creates abundance. Okay, well, think about it for a second. They create abundance for themselves and investors. So they know how to invest. I've had so many people, oh, Paul, start a fund, start a fund, create a fund. Eh, I like using kind of my fund, but you know, eventually maybe I will do that. You know, that's something I will jump into, maybe. So what do they do? They are very high level experienced investors, right? And so what they do is they go to everybody else and they say, give me your money and we'll make these investments for you. 
you're doing whatever you're doing because obviously you have a lot of money so you've made a lot of money so you're doing your job or whatever or you have your company give us your money we'll invest it and then we'll remake that money make you more money and they take a percentage of what you make they're literally using other people's money and taking a percentage of wait that's genius that's what private equity is (laughs) that's what raising that's why i'm always telling you if you want to have massive like i'm talking billionaire wealth be a capital raiser learn how to use capital other people's money opm that's how billionaires are made so if you really want to be like in the hundreds and hundreds of millions of wealth that's actually the easiest way you can do it is is to raise capital because mm-hmm. there is no shortage of money people are willing willing to hand you their money so that you can go make them more Right, and if something happens to their money, it's a bad investment. So, well, you know, you're not really, losing your own money per se. Well, most of the time, most of the time, I mean, like I've done that too. I've raised money for different projects. You know, I have done that. I mean, I've never done a fund, but I have used other people's money in different investments. Really, it started out more is because people were coming to me and saying, hey, next time you invest in something, I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So then I said, look, I'm getting ready to invest. Okay, so they give me their money, right? Then it worked out. They made a lot of money. And so they want to keep giving me money. Hey, what's the next thing you're doing? What's the next thing? I want right. to give you more. So, yeah, start charging them for that. So, I, yeah, I mean, that's only, I've only done that with really close friends and family that I've really done that with. But really, when you want to expand on that and you go raise money outside of it, that's when you can become. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I met Grant Cardone five years ago. And, well, maybe. Actually, it was more of that. I think it was seven years ago. And at the time, I met him, we were talking. And actually, he had invited me to come to this thing. There was only like 20 people there. Met some actually very wealthy people there. Kevin Harrington, I met him. My grandfather was there. We sat there. We talked for a good 15, 20 minutes. And I remember right towards the end, he said, in the next five years, I want to become a billionaire. And at the time, after that conversation, because I thought he was a billionaire at the time, so I went and looked up and according to Google, he was worth like $450 million at the time. He said, in five years, I want to become a billionaire. And you know what? He is. He did it. In five years, he did it. But he did it by raising money. He raises capital and then goes and buys these big apartment buildings. Right. So if you really, you know, that's down the road. Right now, you still, you have to build wealth. If you want to build wealth, you have to build knowledge. Right? So you have to become really good at something. Right. I mean, even if you like what you were saying, oh, if you're a good mechanic or you're a good HVAC person, okay, become the best. Then go open up your own shop. Mm-hmm. Then when you want to go open up another location, now you can start raising money. Right. Hey, you want to invest in this? Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, again, the, I mean, it's unlimited. We can sit here and talk for days. It's, it's specific to you. How do you want to increase income this month? I don't know. That's up to you. You know, Sometimes it takes a minute too. Sometimes it's that, you know, you're going to try and build income, but it's going to maybe take you three, four months to build something up so that you do start receiving some income, but you're going to have to build your knowledge first. Right. Okay. So, you know, have, have the idea, think of it this way. Think, give, not take. What can I give? And if you don't have much to give to the world at that point, then think of some things that you are good at. Think of some things that you can give back. You know, what are some things that you know? Maybe you're really good at being a great, 
girlfriend. Okay, fine. But then maybe get on TikTok and start. I mean, there's one girl and she just talks about relationships and boyfriend and dating, but she takes it from the perspective of the man. And she says, this is, and she slides into the view. I know a lot of you are already can picture her, who she is. She always slides into the picture and then says, oh, this. And she takes it from, and yeah, there's many times when I started seeing it, I was like, yeah, she's right. She's right. But most women don't think that way. They're always thinking it from the point of take, not give. She turned what she was good at into something she could make money at. And she makes a lot, a ton of money. Think win-win, not win-lose. That's how you're going to actually go and really create value. Next thing I like to say is, you know, know how to be flexible. You know, the world is moving so fast and there's just no time for rigidness today. It's kind of, you know, like I think it was Bruce Lee says, be like water, you know? And so you do have to be very flexible and you have to be able to adjust, you know, on the fly. People who are rigid and like, nope, this is the way it is. This is the way it's been forever. This is how my grandparents did it. This is the way my, my parents did it. This is exactly what I'm going to do. So, okay, well, yeah, you're going to get exactly the same similar results and actually probably less because now we live in the information society. So, you know, if they lived a pretty decent life, you use that same knowledge and information today, you're probably going to live a pretty life of poverty. You know, if you're not under a bridge by trying to take that approach. So you can't, you can't be rigid. You have to be flexible. Being flexible is not just a, a reaction it's a strategy. You have to be flexible and you have to use that. You know, your mom and I, we take that, you know, things are always bouncing us. All of a sudden something comes out of left field or a curveball. but you know what? We've learned to be very flexible that we can adjust and we'll adjust on the fly. So, you know, you got to look at it from, from that perspective. And it's about looking into the future and being able to be ready for it. You know, a lot of people, you know, I mean, even just recently, some people are like, oh, you know, you're, oh, you know, you're always having these conspiracies. No, no, it's not about conspiracy, which by the way, the conspiracy theorists have, uh, are like nine and is one right now. That can be a whole nother podcast. And it probably will. And we will save that for another one. But I guess my point is, is that people who, who get called that are typically people who know how to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. They look into the future They see where things are going and they see where things have been. And so they can connect the dots. And so they're looking because they want to know how to be able to adjust Mm -hmm. if they have to. The people who sit there and make fun of, okay, let's put it this way. We've talked about this before. Noah was a conspiracy theorist, right? He said, oh, there's going to be a flood. I'm like, oh my God. Wow. Yeah, a flood. There's going to be a flood. We haven't had a drop of rain in hundreds of years here, dude. And you're sitting there building this huge boat. Yeah, okay. They made fun of him. Now, he wasn't really a conspiracy theorist because he had God flat out telling him what to do. Well, right, but to everyone else, he's a conspiracy theorist. To everyone else. And, you know, and maybe it is. Some people are get that information and they try to share it and be like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, whatever. And so they sit there and make fun of it and everything. He builds the, the ark because he has faith. And then what happened? The floods came and it was too late for them because they couldn't connect the dots. They couldn't see that he had direct knowledge from God himself that was giving him this. So they died in the floods and whatever, right? We can go into that. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. That's a where whole all of the evidence now that has come out 
the existence of the ark and I mean, just crazy things. Maybe, maybe that's a topic for another day, but to continue on, I think uh, being flexible or adaptable is really a life strategy. You know, if something doesn't work, change your approach. If you're running down the wrong road, stop, stop running, change your path right there. And then some people, they just know that they're running down. It's like, well, my life's been like this for the last 10 years. Well, you're the idiot that keeps doing it. And those are the people that need to take action. You're, you, you haven't learned that your decisions create your destiny. So you keep making the same decisions, landing in the exact same place and then bitching about it, that you're still in the same place so many years later. Take the knife out of your hand and quit stabbing yourself in the face. And it starts with making better and more informed decisions. You know, look, every decision I make, I'll be honest, too. I run it by God. I'll pray about it. Say, God, is this the right thing? I don't care how little it is. Sometimes it's the littlest. Well, I mean, he's probably up there, but (laughs) that's what I think sometimes. I give you a brain. You can't figure this one out on your own. (laughs) But I don't care. I, the big ends and small, I pass by him, you know, and then I try to go from there, but really specific knowledge is power. And that's my last point for today. Well, perfect. I think we went over a lot of stuff. There's a ton of information you could have easily gotten from just this one hour podcast Well, that you can use and put into action. Yeah, that's great. But I kind of like to finish my thought here on this one. I thought that was the end of your thought. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> finish. I know you're ready to go. <laughs> Let me just finish this. I thought that was your, I thought that was the period. (laughs) Specific knowledge is power. You know, there's a sea of information available out there today. And I think people get very overwhelmed. So specific knowledge, become great in something. Don't be a jack of all trades. It's better to be a master of one. Specific knowledge is following your passion and perfecting it. You have to, today you have to have specific knowledge. If you try to be everything to everyone, good luck. It's over. It's not going to work. So if you want to figure what that is, think again. What makes you curious? This can lead you to your passion. Experience and experiment with it. Never stop learning. Master your craft. This one rule can make you rich beyond measure. That's the period. Period. (laughs) Okay. That's the period, but very important topics, I think. And there's a lot more that goes to it. You know, I could have gone to 10, 20 and... That's why we'll have more episodes because there'll always be more to talk about, more in-depth we can know. Also, make sure that you send us your questions, whether you have our personal information, you can text us or PMR Unhinged on Instagram. You can DM us or leave a comment and we'll see it. We can do Q&As and yeah. Thanks for tuning in.